G'day. Gre greetings to Hello, you. Hello, you mob. Hey, this wonderful week of Jesus yes. entering Jerusalem on a donkey. Thank you, Lord. On precisely the same day that the Jewish people would have been choosing their Passover lambs. And they chose their Passover lambs in preparation for the Pesach, the Passover cedar, which is the Passover meal on the day of pa Passover. Ah, that is what we call Palm Sunday, eh? Many thousands of Jewish people knew that Jesus was the coming Messiah because of his last three plus years of ministry on the earth, eh? Right. He had portrayed the Father perfectly, given grace, love, forgiveness, and mercy to all who came to him, seeking God, good, God's goodness. He also gave, which was more miraculous, healing and Amen. deliverance to yes. those who came to him that were sick and afflicted. And he gave instruction to the righteous, to those who came to him seeking the truth. <laughs> Crikey's. He also rebuked and exposed those who came to him with wicked and evil motives, eh? And today we want to talk about how God actually prepared the Jews to recognize Jesus as the Passover lamb that God chose before the foundation of the world. Darling, in, in Exodus chapter 12, God gave instructions to his children, the Jews, for the celebration of the Passover, eh? Passover was then the death angel. Okay, just a second. The reminder is the death angel was the one assigned to take the life of every firstborn That's of right. the Egyptians, including their beasts, yep. their animals, as a result of their rebellion and disobedience to the one true God. That's right. And the death angel sent by God passed over and did not take any of the firstborn in the homes of those who had received the blood of the sacrificial lamb on the doorposts of their houses, eh? So God wanted the Jews to remember this great mercy and kindness of the Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because he was going to do it again one day in the person of the Messiah, oh, Jesus. So help prepare them to recognize Jesus as the Messiah who was the lamb slain from the foundations of the world. According to Revelation 13.8, God instructed the children of Israel to choose a lamb for the Passover sacrifice on the 10th day of the first month, eh? four days before the actual slaughtering was to be done. And according to John's chronology, it is the 10th day of the first month as Jesus enters Jerusalem riding on a donkey. Yes. And the people right. make their choice. They herald him to be their expected Messiah by their shouts and accolades. They say, Hosanna, Hosanna. son of David, you, Lord. meaning save now, son of David. David. And they continue with, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom that comes. Blessed is Amen. the king that comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. Ah, because of those shouts and pleas, the people have made it clear. They have chosen their lamb. Praise God. 
the Messiah, Jesus. Literally by the crown's declarations, Jesus is designated as the official lamb, the Messiah. Ah, truth. By God's leading through his Holy Spirit, eh? The crowds have obeyed God's direction and have chosen his choice lamb, Jesus, as their Passover lamb. On the day, the lambs were to be chosen. Amen. And this is very interesting as well, that God prepared the Jews for Jesus, their Messiah, and sacrificial lamb by giving them the instructions for the lamb to be checked for blemishes. Only a perfect, spotless, and unblemished lamb would suffice for the Passover. On the day that the lambs were selected, they were also inspected, eh, for any spots, wrinkles, and blemishes, eh? And in that same way, Jesus, when he went to the temple to teach, after his arrival, he is approached by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and her, her, oh my Herodians. Oh, fair <laughs> love these words, eh? The Sadducees and the Herodians and the official, and the official teachers. teachers of the Torah. And each of them inspected him by trying to find flaws in Jesus. How can you find flaws in somebody that's perfect? Well, they tried to through tricky and difficult questions. I know. (laughs) They were looking for anything which would legally disqualify him from being the Messiah. For example, in Matthew 22, 17 to 22, and this was, remember, this was the day after he entered Jerusalem on the donkey. When, they, when the lambs were being inspected, he was being inspected. Yes. They said, tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? And they said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Amen. When they had heard these words, they marveled and and left him and went their way, because they found no flaws in Jesus, and you can't. Our (laughs) Lord is perfect. These interrogations and investigations of his character eh, and his perfections all ended with Jesus responding perfectly and truthfully with wisdom and all insight and knowledge from God the Father. Thank you, Lord. He proved that he is without blemish Amen. and perfectly obedient to Father God, Alpha and Omega. Amen. Omega. Thank you, Jesus. There was something else that Jesus did that the day after he entered Jerusalem that gave revelation to the spiritual meaning of the leaven in the Feast of Unleavened Bread. In Exodus twelve nineteen, God instructs his children to cast out all leaven from their homes before the Passover. Verse 19 For seven days no leaven shall be found in your houses, since whoever eats what is leavened, that same person shall be cut off from the congregation of the Israel. 
Amen. Whether he is a stranger or a native of the land. And Exodus 13, 7 says, Unleavened bread shall be eaten during those seven days. Nothing leavened may be found among you, nor shall leaven be found anywhere within your borders. That's right. And also in Deuteronomy 16, 3, you shall eat no leavened bread. Seven days shall you eat unleavened bread, even the bread of of affliction, for you came forth out of the land of Egypt in haste, that you may remember all the days of thy life, and day when you came forth out of the land of Egypt. Day. It is interesting that these days of casting out the leaven that the Jews were required to do that Jesus enters the temple and casts out the money changers. Yes. To anyone who is paying attention, him casting wickedness out of his father's house was fulfillment of ridding his father's house of the leaven. Ah, fed income. That's right. By doing this, Jesus kept the command of cleaning the home from leaven by cleaning his father's house of wickedness. Because leaven represented wickedness. And we also know that these feasts portray something deeper and more real in the spirit realm since we are no longer under the law to obey the Jewish feast days, but we are under grace. There's a great similarity here, though. Just like the Jews celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread yes. to remember the day that they were set free yes, from the torture and brutality of their Egyptian of the slave masters yep. by the miraculous hand of God. We, God's born-again children who have believed in Jesus, called on his name and surrendered our lives to his goodness. Amen. We also remember the day we were set free from sin, death, and eternal damnation by the miraculous hand of God. When God's Son laid down his life for us. Oh, fair dinkum. We take communion. Amen. Yes, we do. Thank you, Lord. We remember his giving his perfect life up to be sacrificed for the sin of all mankind by breaking bread in remembrance of his body given for us, the people, us who he loves on the cross. And we drink the wine or juice in remembrance of, his, of shedding his precious blood. The cross of Calvary. Jesus told us to remember him in this way. And some people do this on a daily basis. Which like, we did. Yes. We like were we actually did. led by God to take communion daily for seven whole months Amen. before Ross came to America. Thank you, Lord. And we all have an individual relationship with our Father God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So each of us should be communing with him as he directs us each to personally. We are told in 1 Corinthians 5, 8, Therefore, let us keep the feast. Yes. Not with the old bread, leavened with malice and wickedness. wickedness. See, right here he says the leaven is yes, equal exactly. to the wickedness. Yes, yes. But the unleavened bread of sincerity and, and truth. of truth. And this is the way we behave. 
continually because we love and obey God's living word always and every day just not just on the seven days no no not before the passover (laughs) we have a new covenant and this new covenant gives us the power to be the anointed children of god in the earth full of god's holy spirit full of his mercy grace truth and miracle working power daily because jesus gave us the authority Authority. that father god gave to him yes but that's another story from after his resurrection amen so now Darling, so now we are getting to the actual day of Passover when Jesus was crucified, was as the Lamb of God. It was evening, and his disciples, hey, they're all just hanging out, were sitting in the upper room. Settling in for the last They were just sitting down for the Last Supper with Jesus. As we know from the Jewish calendar, Calendar days, sunset marked the beginning of the 14th day of the first month. eh? In Exodus 12, the Israelites are commanded to kill the Passover lamb on the 14th day of the first month. That's right. That meant that the following afternoon, which is the same day, the Passover lambs were to be slaughtered in the temple. This being so, Jesus and the disciples' celebration of the Seder is a day early so that he and his disciples can have one last supper together. Together. When the proper time for the Seder arrives, the following evening and Jewish families are eating the Passover meal, Jesus will have already been crucified as the Passover lamb and placed in the tomb. Yes, that's right. One interesting thing about the sacrificial lambs, they were hung on hooks with their forearms spread in crucifixion pose as they were skinned and prepared for roasting, which seems like it was also a foreshadowing of how Jesus Christ would be hung, eh? Up willingly, he willingly, like fair income, he would spread his arms and say, it is finished. That, that, that is powerful. I want everyone to think about this. Our Lord said, it is finished and shed his perfectly holy blood for the sin of the world. Like, wow. All through the thousands of years that Passover was remembered and celebrated, Jewish tradition has always taught that their redemption from Egypt foreshadowed the great and final redemption that would be brought about through the coming Messiah. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer, was slain from the foundation of the world, according to Revelation 13.8. So the blood that was shed by the Passover lambs for all those years since they left Egypt by God's mighty intervention was actually a symbol and a precursor of the shed blood of the Lamb, Jesus. So everyone should have recognized this. Ah, but that that is so true. But God's word reveals to us in Romans chapters 9 through 11 that God hardened their hearts eh, so that the Gentiles could be grafted in. Romans 11, 11 states that rather through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles 
so as to make Israel jealous. That's right. So although it was clearly shown to all the Jews who Jesus was, their Messiah, yes, all of chapter 11 describes how they were blinded to the truth. So the Gentiles who believe God, who love the truth, who received Jesus Christ as Lord and Redeemer, were able to be grafted into the olive tree. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. God's great love and mercy for all of us is unconditional. He is not a respecter of persons. Jesus shed his blood for everybody. Fair dinkum, if you were the only person, he would have died for you. We pray that you who are listening today know your worth. Jesus shed his blood for you. Amen. We hope you have surrendered your life to our Lord Jesus yes. who loves you yes. and have turned away from all wickedness. Amen. If there is sin in your life, run to Jesus today and yes. lay it down. There is no time left to stay in sin. We're Jesus in is returning days. soon to take us out of this wicked world and you don't want to be counted among the, the wicked. wicked. If you've never confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and never been born again or have not received God's promised Holy Spirit, we would love to pray with you yes, to receive would. these things. Just message us at truebluefinlays at gmail.com to set up a time to pray over the phone or do a video chat. Or you can also visit our website at trueblue5.godaddysites.com where we have a chat portal. Amen. Wouldn't you love to have an Aussie pray for you? Fair dinkum. <laughs> God bless you lob out there. And fair dinkum. May your feet always take the right path. Bye for now. We love you. Yes, we do.